Greetings everyone, I'm Armin, your host for Numerous Notions and before I continue I would like to invite you to follow us on Spotify under Numerous Notions and also on Twitter under Numerous Notions. Please follow us on Twitter, we would like to speak to you, contact you, whoever you are as our listener, we would like to engage with you. So please follow us and just start speaking to us on Twitter, we would really love for you to do that. Alright, so... I'm excited to say that we have our first guest on the show today, Mr. J.D. Becker. It was so awesome to speak to him. Um, he's a Christian, all-around awesome dude, man with a big big and humble heart. He's a genuine shred lord. <laughs> for, uh, he has a passion for X Games and the conversation was just so great to have with him. Um, you know, one of the reasons... We also started this podcast is as me as a natural introvert it's challenging we're putting ourselves out there exposing ourselves to conversations um, and to people who think differently and who challenge our beliefs and who challenge our way of thinking and you know for us this is a way to grow a way to stretch a way to develop our character so it can be difficult at times but it, it is a real exciting journey and a real adventure to have and you know in the end we learn a lot from it and in the future we, we hope we have a lot more guests coming on um, that really share different points of view and different beliefs and stuff and in that we'll be able also to handle ourselves in that conversation in a much more helpful manner and yeah because that's what it's all about about the conversations and being helpful taking from it learning from it but also giving giving in the conversation in a way that is truly helpful so i hope you guys really really enjoy today's show i really hope you learn from it and yeah be encouraged to be part of numerous notions hope to hear from you guys thank you Good morning and welcome to Numerous No Shoes. <laughs> I'm your host Armin, with me is Caleb. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> so today, we've got something special. We have our first guest on our show. It's Mr. JD Becker. Welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. So JD is a friend of ours. Um, we know him, although, you know, we love going into deep discussions with him, so that's why we asked him to be the first on our guest. You know, very smart guy, very humble guy, got a big heart, and uh, very like-minded in ways. I'm sure he's got awesome stories to tell. He was a, we know he was a, a old uh, ex gamer, yeah. you know, still going, <laughs> still going. Still going. Still going. <laughs> so I'm sure there's some awesome stories that's gonna come out of there. So. First, we would like to ask JD, you know, tell us about you, tell us a bit about your background, a bit about your, you know, who you are, your values, what you love, um, you know, just to, just so our audience can get to know you, and even people that know you, get to know you even better. Yeah, I, I've never been good at that, answering that question, so, uh, basically just a guy, trying to do the best he can with what he has, uh, No. yeah. And doing things that I love, uh, and doing and avoiding things that I don't like, you know, <laughs> as far as I can. But basically, uh, yeah, just um, loving life and looking for the for the brightest light, you know. 
JDSO relatable always, always. That's like most of us. That's like most of us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Tell us about some. Is it? Is it Sean told me about a story? You guys about something about an old scooter and an old motorbike to, to try to start, and it didn't start. Was it, you? it didn't have brakes. Maybe Sean, maybe he's talking was, about someone else. Yeah, he's yeah, maybe he's talking about someone else. <laughs> but come on, did share some of your old? I'm sure, you had some awesome falls back in the day. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, like. You were into downhill skating, right? downhill skating. Yeah, sure. Uh, surfing first, uh, and then after a while, uh, skating happened. But uh, surfing was quite a big part of my life uh, growing up uh, in, on the north coast in Belito. Um, so, um, yeah, I used to surf every day before school, after school. Uh, sometimes uh, not going to school because of surfing. And, um, so, yeah, I actually started homeschooling when I was. Uh, Younger because I uh, just wanted to stay closer to the beach, you know. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Thanks. Yeah, so uh, stopped the homeschooling and uh, to open up some windows for surfing. Okay, Thanks so much. I used to surf uh, competitively as well and occasionally in trials. I used to do all those things. Grew up surfing against Jordy Smith actually. Sure. Never got really yeah. far. He was a he was a phenomenal guy. Like ever, ever since we were groms. Oh. He used to just dominate heat, so he was just in a class of his own. It was like every, everyone else and then Geordie, you know, like it's, yeah. um, Ricky Bassnet, some of the guys, or older guys that we used to grow up surfing with. Uh, yeah, used to, used to be a big part of my life. Uh, grew up North Coast. Very, uh, very lucky to have that childhood, you know. And um, yeah, often we travel down to the South Coast. Also, do surf trips up there, up in winter. And, um, yeah, it was just a, a really good time. I had like the most incredible childhood. You know, grew up uh, uh, walking down to the bus stop eating sugarcane when uh, Belita and Salt Rock used to be like not as developed as it is now. So, you know, just having that whole bunch of friends and the bunch of locals, um, getting into fights. Um, drinking, underage drinking, driving your scooter on the boulevard, you know, it's, uh, all the terrible f mistakes that a young person can make, yeah. you know, I made them all. So grateful to have that childhood and um, was also uh, grateful to find um, people there, quality people that actually instilled into my life yeah. some good values. Yeah. So uh, yeah, really grateful for that place as a whole, being able to grow up there and having to call that my home, my first home. Yeah. And then after that, um, a couple of years, you know, I moved down to Cape Town and um, my father passed away when I was young, so I had to take over the business at, at the age of like 18 or 19 and uh, just, uh, you know, I had to work most of the time, so I couldn't go surfing and obviously in Cape Town it's a little bit different, it's not just running down to the beach and... and um, yeah, like going for a wave. What, so what, it's actually, what type of work was this? Uh, fencing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so still, fencing. still yeah, work fencing. and all that stuff, you know. So, um, so obviously down here it's it's difficult. It's you have to pack your board and then drive to Malpos and then see oh the wind's up. There's no way and, and you have to like sort of drive homebound and all that stuff, you know. Um, so, but I mean, it's one of those things, man. And then. Eventually, uh, there's a good friend of mine, Jason Brown, 
he started downhill skateboarding, started racing, um, and then he told me, no bro, I hardly ever go for a wave anymore. I'm like, are you serious? Like surfing is a big part of his life and my life. And so I thought, okay, well, let me try it out and see what this is about. So I grommed him for like two months, bro, like asking him questions like, bro, what wheels, what truck should I get, what deck should I get? And, um, met the whole community of skaters in Stellenbosch and in the Halleberg area and, and a lot of them remain my friends to this day, close friends, you know, people who just uh, uh, not necessarily with the same beliefs as I have, but just really uh, genuine people, um, genuine, genuine um, hearts that you can talk to and they, they give honest opinions and always willing to help. And um, So it, it's amazing when you find good people bro yeah. you know it's, uh, sometimes if you move in certain circles you think they're just found in certain places but it's not really it's not really the case you know? so um, so yeah got into that a lot downhill skating and uh, wish and uh, you raced on the circuit the saga circuit for about two or three years I think it was and uh, like traveled up to Joburg and um, yeah, just raced and loved it, you know, and then I had a, a big crash at Yip Diyaga when we were testing out a road for a race uh, next to those flats there, and I actually uh, tore my patella ligament in my knee and uh, separated my shoulder, and um, yeah, on a crash, I think it was at like 90 k's an hour, so it, was, it was a big one, so um, yeah. That's your biggest one? Ah, uh, yeah, that's the biggest crash yeah. I think I was. Well, and I had a, a concussion up in Joburg. Um, uh, so yeah, that's been it, the thing with that type of sport, man. Is if you go down, if you the, my size, yeah. you, you fall hard, bro. You know, and it's it's difficult to bounce back, especially yeah. if you because I wasn't like the youngest guy there. Yeah. You know, there was a masters category after after I think I had the last bit of the open. Uh, the age I was in, but um, like, yo, if you fall, bro, it's sore. It, it's not like surfing where you can yeah. try the same thing over and over and bail. And yes, but even surfing, sometimes in my experience, you, you yeah. <laughs> it's the waves, the pressure on top of you that oh, gets yo, you sometimes. You can, you, know? you can get proper yeah. egg surfing, proper egg surfing. There's this, there's a spot uh, called Bog up in Belito. Yeah. And how that spot works is you have to jump off the rocks. So a gap between sets, you wait, and if it flattens off, you jump off off of the rocks and you go through a channel yeah. to backline. And um, one day, bro, it's big, 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 big. And my stepfather and I were on the rocks, and we thought, okay, here's our gap. Uh, it seemed like the sets came and it was flat. And then the last wave came and we jumped off the back of the, the last wave. As I started paddling, I looked up and saw another, the real set building. <laughs> yeah. Just for, and we scratched, scratched, trying to get past it. And it caught us. Yes, bro. And it, it pushed us over. The, it's like a big bay like that, filled wow. with rocks. And it pushed us over the rocks. Yeah. I just remember being so bummed, like a new wetsuit. You know, short, yeah. short suit and new, uh, there's a shop called Surfers, um, they had a sale every year, like a 50% sale and I like saved my money for that and like, all my stuff, my last bit like, of the things that I wanted, this wetsuit and this baggy pants and 
you know, rip those things and my board full of dings and uh, <laughs> you know, but I mean, uh, lucky I was uh, I was a handy young dude so I fixed all my own dings and repaired them and so it wasn't that bad on my board but I mean it was it was traumatic in the sense that you go through all that yeah. but it also builds you man because if you can go through certain things it builds character and I remember going through in Mossel's Bay. I probably went through my biggest waves there, and but dude, I was scared on there because I've never surfed waves that big. And my my instinct was just to survive it, not even surf. But like I was just I just wanted to survive it. (laughs) But I I got through it, and I thank God that I got through it because I think there was a. There was a thin line there between life and death there for a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I, can, I can remember a couple of sessions where, where you paddle out and it's not just uh, catching wave. You catch yeah. one wave for the session. Yeah. Two, if you're lucky. If you can make the paddle you back make out. It. Yeah. I um, could hardly make the paddle out. <laughs> that's the thing. If it's, if it's big like that, you, um, you wait. And you get the right one and you... And you put it down, yeah. Like you know that you know that adrenaline feeling you get. Like I, if I go surf, like it's a throw up feeling. You want to throw up that anxious, that, oh, yeah. that adrenaline. How's that in comparison, maybe to like downhill? I don't know, like downhill. Oh, yeah. Look, um, in adrenaline, like, uh, in the adrenaline context. Yeah, dude, it's it's up there, man. Except um, for the fact that uh, if you do come off, like, the one difference that I find between the two. Actually, it's not that big a difference if, I, if I'm thinking back. Like before the, the kickoff on, a, yeah. on the start line, you, you're terrified, bro, because anything can go. And it's fast. Like you, you very rarely going under 70 k's an hour. Into corners, tight corners, and in packs. You know what I mean? And I mean, a place like Fair Cape, we, we often push over 100 k's an hour. Um, so it's fast, bro. So before you kick off, like the first thing is just you know to get a good start yeah. number one but number two is as well like hey I'm, I'm hoping this goes well because <laughs> if it goes south it's not it's not like you have a small bail yeah. it's they have paramedics waiting yeah. you know for occasions like that and there's actually a guy that died at, at a place called hot hot heels yeah outside oh, really? um yeah so lloyd is the, the guy's name so to this day we're not allowed to skate there anymore yeah. but that left uh, past that rock is called Lloyd's left because uh, the yeah, light he passed away broke his neck on that corner and that's not particularly the fastest corner that yeah. we skate I mean there's, there's other places um, Howtech is way quicker you yeah, know? Nice. there's some corners there that are way quicker but he had the wrong gear on and unfortunately you know, bro, yeah, he just passed away from it it's sad man yeah. Right. So I guess the, the in so, a way that's why you know you do X games is for that that yeah. thrill seeking. Uh, yeah. So I mean. So just to answer your question, I re- I went off topic there, but sorry, man. So uh, in terms of adrenaline, so before you kick off, but if you in the in the moment going down the hill, it's like Zen, bro. You you yeah. switch off all your focus is just. So is that is that same as like when I catch thing. a wave? Yeah, and you I catch zen that, out. That moment, yeah. Oh, zen out. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So it's really cool because sometimes that'll it'll just last longer than your wave because your average wave is like like ten minutes, yeah. ten seconds, ten seconds or, yeah. or fifteen seconds. We, yeah. If you skate Alswachter, um, that's like five to eight minutes tuck down there, you know. Uh, yeah. So it's 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 different. So yeah. when you get down, but it's like anything. If you do it in a group of guys, uh, those those guys they they form a camaraderie. Yeah. Because they go through that thing, that adrenaline, that thing, that that thing. Sure. Um, so it's cool, man. Yeah, it's cool, but it's just it weighed a bit heavy on my. My wife and I's medical aid, so <laughs> had to, I still got the boards and stuff, but it's just. Um, <laughs> yeah, you must show us sometime. You'd love to have a look. Yeah, oh, definitely. I'll definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, must take it easy, dude. Take it easy. We still want to do future podcasts, you know. Dude, I'm as well getting old. So. We don't want to do the next one in the hospital, dude. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I guess. So what we are going to speak about today, uh, as I said in the intro, uh, we're going to speak about, um, we want to speak about what we spoke about in the other podcast, uh, conversations and debates and you know, points we made concerning them. Um, one of the, I know one of the, none of the, look, me and Caleb in the beginning, you know, I spoke, when I, when I speak of debates, I spoke from experience just by you know watching what's going on and yes there the debates that intellectual maybe in university context is very it's good yes um, but then you get these you know you get these debates on TV and on YouTube and stuff that's happening and it just goes haywire so my initial response to most of those debates a lot of the debates I was watching was it, it didn't amount to much um, for me I didn't see gaining much from it because it sets up an example of argument and not an example of intentionally listening and intentionally having a discussion about something understanding it and then taking the value from it in order to to grow and so one of the so that was one of the points is um, that, you know, not necessarily like debates are bad or anything or what's wrong or anything, but maybe we got to the point where we said, all right, as characters, look to ourselves, because that's how, that's how a real debate or a conversation will take place and will have value and much more meaning to it. In the same way, um, when we have a conversation, like, the point got to this, um, actually, we read this in the Bible so it came down to Proverbs I think somewhere in Proverbs 8 it says um, pride pride breeds contention so in essence that's what it all came down to it came down to the pride of the people speaking and how it affects what is what is coming out of it how it affects um, what do you gain from it? Because then it's such an example of argument now, and what does it teach the audience? It teaches them how to argue. You know, that is good if it's done in a proper context, I think. But a lot of us, like you and me and stuff, we don't have formal debates or anything like that necessarily. But now I've watching, I've been watching these debates, and all of a sudden now me. I, like me and Caleb, this happened to us. I mean, we get to a place and we, without knowing it, we start to argue. 
because of that thing of arguing, because of that example that is set through it. And instead of having instead of having that intentional conversation and speaking life into each other and you know building each other up, encouraging each other. Because in the arguments we find we like we break each other down. We you know it's about winning. It's about getting on top and not 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 grabbing the hand at the bottom and bringing it up with you. So this is what we this is our our uh, how can I say our revelation of it all um, in a way. Um, but know. but on that point, an argument at its core is. Is basically a string of contentions of trying to to show someone a, a different point of view, be it factual or non-factual. But as Armin was saying, it's it's a pride thing. People people already have their mind decided before they get in a debate. I believe this, and I'm not opening my mind at all. So what we were discussing and what we believe is a better way to debate, because debating is a part of life, it's a part of expression, it's wrong to take that away. People must debate things, but in the right way. So, subjectivity must be in a debate. If possible, you must take away the emotional side and just try and lay things, although it can't work for everything, there's some things you need a little bit of emotion. But you have to, you sort of have to remove yourself in that moment to tackle it clearly, consistently, and logically. So, yeah, like, just because emotion can blind you, it can, it will cloud your judgment. So, someone may be offering something that challenges you very personally, but out of that emotional frustration, you're going to go angry and throw your logic out the window. Although it's difficult in practice, but yeah, that's what we basically on about. I think the, the, the Bible says this, uh, out of the heart flows the issues of life. So, so here's the thing, is what's the, the motivating factor for it? So let's say we, we get into a debate. Um, is it so that there could be knowledge shared? as if iron is sharpening iron. But firstly, let's just look, what relationship do we have with one another? Is it, uh, do we have money in the bank with each other? Meaning, have we spent years uh, backing each other up? Do you know my intent towards you is not to wreck you personally? Number one is the question. And is there a mutual understanding that the, the fact that I'm disagreeing with you doesn't mean I want to destroy you. It just means that that part of what you're saying, we just can't agree with. So, is it giving out knowledge? Is it sharpening each other? Is it done with people that you've got money in the bank with? In terms of, you've walked in Afrikaans, they call it, you've you've gone through stuff with these people. So you're not just gonna, um, you're not just gonna want to destroy them. It's not, it's, it's a mutual thing where you mutually say, hey, okay, so here's this thing and we're going to talk about this thing. And we're going to extract all the knowledge we can about the subject. See, because it gets, um, it gets scary when it gets to the point where I have to personally attack your character. Or personally. That already means that, that I've lost. Because now I have to weaken your credibility. 
to make your point seem less than mine. So, for instance, what's the motive of the, the debate? Is it to get knowledge out of it? Is it to build up one another? Is it to make better people out of one another? Because it's not, it's not easy, bro, to say that, hey, I was wrong. And many people can't do that. And, and what is your heart's motivation? You struggle, you struggle to... You struggle to drop that pride. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But, but you as well struggle to do it because it's not it's not safe for you. Yeah. If you if you let's say you debate a random guy, it's not safe for you to drop your pride yeah. because he's going to destroy you. Because yeah. um, his intent isn't good towards you necessarily. You know, but if you're talking to a friend or if you're talking to someone that you trust, there shouldn't be any of that ego and pride in the way. Especially not if you've you've gone through stuff. Yeah. So there's, there's a safe place where you can really open up with one another and discuss things, yeah. lay it on the table, provided that no one pulls the ego card or the, the pride yeah. card, yeah. because that's when it gets dangerous. Um, that's when it spirals quickly, yeah. because a person can sense, hey, hold on a minute, this isn't about the subject matter anymore, this is about you saying yeah. something bad about me. And this is this is um, no good. And they it just takes a. Of course, because then when the moment you do that, then obviously your emotions and everything kick into gear, because this person is saying something about you. It's not about the topic anymore. It's saying something directly about your character, about what you stand for. So that that becomes a problem, obviously, and it becomes an emotional thing. You know, speaking about that in the formal context, maybe there's a, a reason there's rules that they have in place when when it's intellectual pursuits yeah. with that they're debating. So they, they usually do it in a formal context, but th there are times normally where you can't always have a relationship with the person you debate rules, rules will always substitute love. Always. If there's no love, you have to have rules. It's the same with the Bible. That's why the Ten Commandments are there. That's why all those things weren't put in place. If there's no love, you have to have rules. But if there's love, there's an understanding. So Even if it's just from your part. Even if it's just from your part. But that's that's now where it stretches you even more. And not many people can fill those shoes. Because um, it's difficult. Love like that's really, really 100%. hard. But that's uh, that's that's the thing. There's a, there's a, at the end of the day, it's about the motive. Is it, what's this person trying to do? Is he just wanting to show me the knowledge he has and want to bombard me with the knowledge, or is there actually something that I can find useful? And can iron really sharpen iron? Because remember, when iron sharpens iron, pieces of iron fly off. So there are parts that you need to leave. If you if you are sort of off track in one or other subject, you know, you can leave that very easily, provided your pride and your ego doesn't get in the way. So, I mean, it can really be a beneficial. Um, so, uh, it, can, it can be good, but it can also, it can get to a point where it's not productive. And then, as you, as you say, you're looking at this debate, and there's nothing coming off of it. It's, it's dead, it's lifeless. It's just two egos against each other, seeing whose um, intellectual uh, ability will run out first, and who, um, whose character will survive, you know? Yeah. So, and that's, that's a shame. That's no yeah. good. Yeah. proverbial warfare. Yeah. And often, often times, 
the important topics they get discussed are discussed on the basis of who has the bigger ego. No one is doing it the right way. That's what Armin and I find. No one's debating these things in a in a way that really uplifts or it's there to help someone or make them better. Or the popular debates that get aired. See, it's, it's difficult to use difficult things like that without love. And um, when it gets to, even if we're just talking about Bible stuff, if it's just intellectual, if it's just I know something, you don't know, and it's this elitism, that's death, bro. That's death. You know, um, it, it brings you nowhere. So if you... It's not helpful. <laughs> it's at all. Not to yourself, not to anyone. So, so the thing is, you must really... Uh, and it's difficult, but you must reach a place where you can uh, go heart to heart with someone and say, hey, listen, man, this, uh, this thing that I'm saying, this, look, there's, there's a couple of things. Um, you, it's basically boils down to this. You choose the hill that you die on. You choose your hill that you die on. And uh, what, what are you willing to live with and what are you not willing to And it, look, that's a little bit off of the, off of the track, but if you, it, it's basically boils down to what, what do you believe, what are your foundations of your belief, what is your character, what is your... And if anyone sort of goes over that line, it becomes difficult. Yeah. Because then it's no longer an outward debate. It's not about... Uh, intellect. It's not about knowledge gained. It's not about um, who's right and who's wrong. Yeah. This is about people uh, trying to, you know, uh, force you to do something yeah. or to live under certain, certain circumstances or having you submit to a part of yourself and betray yourself. Yeah. And that's that's where it gets difficult. Yeah. It's um, so there's certain things that that. All with debating is other things that maybe not, you know. So it's just where can you find the most knowledge? Where can you get the most um, bang for your buck? What will make the best impact when you talk about what subjects and, yeah. and what is the knowledge gain and what's the intention of, of of people? Is it actually to gain knowledge? Is it actually to build each other up? Is it? That old thing, because um, that's the difficult part. Is it? Is it? It's a misunderstanding between people, not necessarily the goal. Yeah. Because I think they can have the same goal, but it can very easily yeah. go off track. Yeah, looking at intention, um, kind of already, I can see the intention of it being something that is not stable, and from the debates of what. Because it derails off track, um, there are some debates where I love to watch because in a way it's it's like a conversation. It doesn't the the, the what do they call it the apologist? No, the the mediator. The mediator kind of he throws the papers out the out the window so to speak and let them discuss what they want to discuss and throw in. You know, observations here and there and it comes like this great discussion and you you get so much out of it you learn so much out of it and if I have to compare then already I'm seeing the, the intention of that debate maybe it wasn't even the intention of the debate maybe it was just the int intention of the one character and his ability to create this environment 
where you can actually learn. Um, and if I have to compare that to the other debates I've seen, and it gets to attacking egos, it gets to um, it gets to people trying to forsake your own values and you know bringing that contention within yourself. Um, you know, and in the end, you just don't want to watch it anymore because it it doesn't it's not intellectually uh, stimulating you anymore. It's just guys fighting and what's the use? And in the end, if I keep on watching that, I it's like I what I consume also it's what happens in reality. If I, whatever I consume, and I find, then I find myself also arguing with people. So it's about that kind of. How can I say? It's about that kind of image that gets carried over, that kind of tradition of that argument. But we, if we, if we like turn turn from that for all that and look at real valuable conversation, real valuable debate, that's in a more, that's in a, just in a better environment. Maybe just from the, like I said, maybe just from the character, but from that environment, you could. That's more. That's helpful. It's helpful. That's the thing, man, and, and what we determine as valuable yeah. isn't necessarily valuable yeah. to the next guy. And that, that makes it even harder, because now, let's for instance take, uh, I watched the debate, John C. Lennox um, and uh, Richard Dawkins, the bulldog of I like John Lennox. Yeah. He's a mathematician, awesome. yeah. he's a, bright, a, a brilliant dude. Um, and even somewhere in that debate, it got to a point where you could see that the guys were, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the thing is, in those, uh, that sort of thing, there's a lot to be able to, to take from it. But where John C. Lennox found the Christian viewpoint as valuable and valued to him, the, um, the, the other side didn't see, yeah. it, see it as that and didn't see it as a, as a positive, positive contributor towards yeah. society. And, and that's, that's the thing. Because some people, uh, Jordan Peterson, for instance, he, um, he thinks that religion is uh, the fundamentals of modern day society. Yeah. If you take out those uh, certain uh, Judeo-Christian views, uh, the society crumbles into itself because there's nothing holding it together. And I, and I would tend to agree, uh, coming back to the point where there is no love, no love for one another, yeah. there needs to be rules and laws. And, and it's been like this for ages. But I, like, I love John Lennox as well, and uh, like coming into the rules board and stuff of it, like, you know, there, is, there are moments where you can see they're getting, but they're, you know, because they're more experienced, they're wise, and they're older, you know, they, they, they are at a stage where maybe they're better at, you know, they've, they've gained more into mastering their character, and in that, I think, in that maybe that's where it can come down to is really have master over yourself because um, in the end you're gonna see the fruit of that if you get angry or and you and you start fighting and you start like yelling gibberish or you just lose your temper completely um, you know and we we all experience that you know but you know why we do this podcast as well is to you know, really to, to experience conversation, to, to stretch ourselves in that knowledge and to converse with other people from other you know, other viewpoints and other things like that and to really grow and seeing how we can master ourselves in it by exposing ourselves to it. And you know, some of these guys you can see, you know, although these moments and we all you know we all fall short sometimes. 
but they're all, they have they have gained the ability to master their character and not let it overtake them completely in, in the heat of the battle. Publicly at least. Yeah, publicly at least. Yeah. Publicly. At the very least, you see, the, the issue of the heart is a completely different thing. Yeah. Because um, publicly, uh, they've got a lot to lose. Because yeah. when you lose your temper publicly like that, yeah. it means that you've got nothing really that you can add to the debate. It means that you've run out of the, the end of your knowledge, yeah. you've run out of the end of your experience. So they know that that's also at stake. Yeah. So publicly, they were able to master themselves, uh, at least uh, in all this time. But that mastery, but see, that, the that, thing that, is, that at least gives you a good example for those who are watching. Sure. Because, 100%. I mean, it, it's not, like we established, like, it's not going to be helpful to just end up fighting. Because yeah. if we have a conversation, like we've had, like me and Calibre have had conversations, where we speak and then we fight and we go separate ways and then we like, you kind of forget about the whole conversation. It, it's weird, but I do, I don't know about him, but like, I kind of... It is, you know, you remember, but it kind of, somehow you just, you lose the whole value of the conversation. Like, it's just gone. And then you forget, like, you know. What, what I usually do is, when the argument gets heated, I tell Armin, I'm not going to continue with you. It's pointless now. The moment we start attacking each other, the whole thing becomes pointless. Say, I'm not continuing with you. Then we rather just take time away. Then when we cleared our head, and we can speak about it clearly. We'll, we'll yeah. come at it together. Can do that um, without there being any hard feelings. Mm. No, we usually don't have hard feelings. Yeah, sure. yeah. But, that's, but that's in the in saying. the beginning, it, it can be difficult. And remember, you guys, you've got money in the bank with one another. You've gone through a couple of things yeah. together. So, I mean, yeah, if you was a stranger, I'd probably ditch you. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you don't need to talk to him again, and why yeah. should you? Yeah. Yeah. This guy is a bum who doesn't believe what I believe. So yeah. that's, I think that's part of where the value comes in. It's like if he was a stranger, I would want to. I wouldn't want to be the one to get mad. I would want to be, still be the one talking and trying to, trying to speak life into the person, trying to, trying to, or to gain, or yeah, in an ideal way, or trying to get valuable information from him, or you know, trying to just build up a conversation that's helpful towards yes. us both. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's the ideal situation. Yeah. But you'll, you'll find that most people aren't reasonable. Yeah. They're not. Definitely. Unfortunately, not. Um, there's a lot of nice people out there, but not necessarily all of them are reasonable. And it's, it just doesn't make them bad. It just makes their values different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, continue. Yeah. So, um, so that's the thing is, if you walk to someone that's, that's actually willing to to discuss things, and, and you can build one another. There's, there's a lot to learn from science. Yeah, there's also a hell of a lot to learn from religion. Yeah. Uh, and the, the moment I discredit what you bring to the table, then why should I listen and why should you even be speaking to me in the first place? Uh, so it goes about this mutual respect and uh, and a mutual and there's a willingness um, to make things willingness better. to find the truth about yeah. the subject willingness to find what is the, the reality of everything and that's that's valuable yeah. if you can yeah. find yeah. two people who can do that or multiple yeah. people who can do that then you can be very productive yeah. if there's no yeah. ego in the way there's no 
the heartfelt the, you just missed the uh, uh, hatred or you know yeah. anything animosity between the thing yeah. if it's just this um, this group uh, gaining the best part for it or this group gaining the the truth or, yeah. you know and it's about that and finding the best way to do it can be very productive yeah. but um, obviously it goes very sideways if egos get involved on, on the side with religion versus science in a in society we've been ingrained from a young age that they are opposing each other especially in conservative Christian circles people like Science findings are like attacking those religious people's mindsets. We grow up ingrained that you can't you can't be a Christian and and be a, and think like a scientist or be a, a scientist. And this, uh, I'm not saying for everyone, but it's very visible in our society today. It's like they're they're at odds with each other, and that's what closes people's minds. Many well, yes times. And no, I think it's just people that um, they, they grew up a certain way, man. And, and it's just, you know, if you grew, grew up in a household and you hear, all you're hearing is this, it's this and nothing else. It's this and nothing else. Mm. Then already that's, that makes it difficult to talk to a person like that. So whether it's from a, a science background or from a religious background. I mean, uh, many people would argue that, that the sciences were birthed in religion. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, all, all those people coming up, uh, Isaac Newton, those people, they, they had, they were religious, uh, they were religious in some sense or other. But the church opposed a lot of the religious activities of the early, of the early years. So, um, uh, so it's not an, it's not, there's, there's this place, and um, on both sides, where so certain certain facts that, that scientists will discover that they'll, they'll sort of keep that hidden because it, it partners with the the religious of, things, of a of a creationist point of view. You know what I mean? So they'll keep some of those uh, those knowledges oppressed, or they'll, they'll keep it sort of hidden and not speaking speaking publicly about. For, for instance, there's this guy called Gray, Gray Mankoff. He discovered that there are flood marks on the pyramids in, uh, in, in Egypt, water marks. So there's no water in, in, in that part of, of Egypt for many years. There wasn't water. So they, they could see there's water marks there. And they actually opposed it. And this guy's not a Christian. They opposed him because the timeline he put it was more or less the timeline of the flood of that time. So it, it, um, there's these worlds, man, where... where where you'll get people on, on the far uh, sort of religious side uh, totally opposed to science, yeah. totally opposed to still eating lemunskala for, for flu and whatever because they don't want to take a grandpa yeah. for a headache. Um, but then you have other people that are the same on the scientific end, you know, where it's just no religion at all. Um, and, I, and I don't think that that's productive on either side. Um, no, no, it's not, it's not right at all. Kind of made a you made a, a good observation the other day. It's like, and it you know we can take it back to. Um, but anyways, said like you know the it comes down to like 
the religious people don't know enough about science to you know to maybe even to to even to, argue to even argue it or and whatever. on the opposite side the scientific people know nothing about the religion they're trying to they know just what they heard yeah and on both sides and a lot of times on the religious side and it can be for the scientific side as well is they're not open to have their views challenged, even if it will change their way of thinking. And that's especially true of the religious people. When you try and when you try explain a point of view that might contradict some of the things they believe in, they immediately shut off and they don't want to listen to you anyone push you away. And the same can be said with the, with the scientific see, side. See, I think it's this, this mistrust, because it hasn't always been as honest as just, here's some facts. It's always yeah. been, here's some facts, I want to take something away from you. Yeah. And that's the thing, is there's a mistrust. There isn't enough money in the bank. There isn't enough people who want to just say, hey, let's just look at this thing. And this we can see X, Y, and Z, and we can see how this can actually work well together. And yeah. We can progress so much further in certain things because of there, there's a lot of um, scientists that actually give praise to God. You know the things that, that they discover. Uh, you know, and then there's actual scientists that press in a couple of things that aren't necessarily even scientific, but it's just more than a, a more of a belief rather than it is. So, um, so, so it's difficult, man. And, and so uh, to find a, a common ground there, it's, it boils down to egos, it boils down to protecting tradition, it boils down to you know not having wanting to even progress further. Just uh, this is my point, and I'm sticking to it. Me and Caleb spoke about it the, um, the other day, um, you know, in intellectual dissonance. Um, it's a term that it, it gets used when your, your knowledge gets attacked. And your you, point of view is being attacked, and then you immediately close yourself. That's intellectual dissonance. Yeah. So, where was I going with this? Um, you know, when it comes down to the, you know, the deep roots of it all, and when it comes to, you know, me and Caleb, because we're, in, we're interns, we're church interns, you know, we kind of grow up in that bubble, kind of, or not grow up, but we get developed in it. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, the, the, the time I really got stretched in my faith was when I got out of that bubble. And my viewpoint gets challenged and I had, to, I had to stick to my faith and stick to what, you know, what's in my heart. And um, so growing up in that, it's like, I'm not you, you know, or developing in that. I'm not used to, I'm not used to other people, you know, challenging me or stretching me or asking me really hard questions. And if I'm not exposed to that, and I'm never going to be developing it, so I'm never going to have a chance to develop what I, what I'm, what I even believe. Because for the first time, when I got out of that context, out of my, out of the church, out of out of the body of Christ, out of the people that I love and really, you know, that I work around with, when I got out of that and I was challenged in that, then I, then, then the, the, the big question came, it's like, who am I now? Like when I was out of that context and I had to make the choice there, I said, you know, 
I had to make the choice there who I was. You know, I could throw all of this kind of out the window and go one way, but in the end I didn't. But um, you, you, you sense what I'm getting at. Like if I didn't go through that hard time, I think my faith and stuff wouldn't be as developed as now. My character wouldn't be as developed as now. I won't be able to handle handle questions and confrontations and stuff as well as I would have if I just stick to my context and my in that little bubble yeah. so to speak yeah, I, I mean it's like anything i suppose a, a smooth sea doesn't make a good skipper you know yeah. so um, but yeah uh, you know from obviously from a christian uh, perspective is you never really leave that bubble yeah. you you are that yeah. bubble you know in, in terms yeah. of so it, it, the reality of it all is you facing you using your eyes and facing the world with Christ in you though that's the reality of it all no one can hold your hand and walk through with you and this is what you'll find there's many people that that have stayed in that bubble that developed this thing where it's almost like they're not really in touch with the real world anymore there's not really that that real influence from the world they live in this thing and it's all that they think that's all that there is. Jesus says this awesome thing. He says he's not going to take us out of the world. He's going to keep us in the world. So that we can remain the hope for the world. And, and that's the thing. And as we, we are literally beacons of life for people. And, um, and it's in the way that we talk to people. It's in the love that we show people. And it's in all of those things and developing those things and, it, and those things get developed and it's 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 not in the smooth seas where it's, it's like you're describing and it's it's I, i've got this one friend he's a militant atheist that guy used to um, comment on every single christian thing used to slam christianity a lot and uh, him and i i call him my favorite atheist and to, to this day, him and I have um, big chats about stuff, but we have money in the bank. Yeah. He, he knows that I'm totally on, uh, uh, in terms of belief, I'm totally on the opposite end of the scale. But it's about how we converse with one another. So give us he respects me. Yeah. Okay, you got money in the bank, maybe, but maybe you can give us some advice on that. Like, how do those conversations, when it goes down, like... Then how do they go, most importantly? Well, uh, most importantly, we'll go like, um, for instance, this guy uh, will be at a place and they'll say, yeah, but uh, your God says we can't do this and that and that. And, uh, then you basically you say, yeah, but why does he say that? Why, why has he said that in Leviticus? To protect people not to touch dead things because there's sickness on dead things. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you break down, you can logically debate this, but yeah. it's, it's all in love and in, yeah. and in, and in fun like heartedness. Yeah. Because his jab at religion yeah. is he's making a point, but it's fun and light hearted. Yeah. But in the same way, I can it's operate serious, in the same yeah. way. I can say, and, and if. You know, and if you believe what I'm telling you now, I know a guy called Jim Jones, and we can have a, a cup of Kool-Aid together once yeah. you follow my cult. So you know who Jim Jones is, right? He was a Christian, a charismatic Christian uh, leader. Took all his congregants, 
took them to a place and uh, he, yeah, buses, busloads uh, of people coming to his conferences, Christian guy, um, well started off Christian obviously and then developed a, a God complex because he stayed in his own bubble yeah. and then eventually took the guys to an island, his whole congregation, they started a new civilization and when they found out that the press and everyone was, was coming to visit to interview the people on the island, they decided some of the people are saying no, it's bad here because it's a cop. Right? Yeah. So then what he did is he said to the, the men, women and children, he said, he put um, poison in the Kool-Aid, made Kool-Aid and made them all drink Kool-Aid. And there were uh, many, many, many people who died from following this guy. And, um, and it's all out of religion or yeah. with the hook of religion, yeah. with the hook of Christianity. Um, and not necessarily authentic Christianity. Yeah. And this is the thing. Uh, and God makes it very clear. He says, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Yeah. And this is important because many people who you meet who claim to be Christians, isn't it? They've never read the Bible once yeah. through from cover to cover. Yeah. They don't know the context of it. And even if they have, they took it as a linear story, which yeah. it isn't. It's a, a, a multi-dimensional uh, book. It's a book that, that talks to one another. It's a book that connects with itself. It answers itself. It, yeah. it mentions things for a reason because it gets used later on. Yeah. So it's a, it's very, um, it's, it's sometimes it's scary. You'll, you'll meet people, man, that are like 50, 60, 70 years old and has been Christian all his life. Doesn't know. Ask questions like, what's the use of the Holy Spirit? I don't need the Holy Spirit. Hey, man, to, to us, uh, that's like a fundamental way of walking with Christianity, with God. You know what I mean? How, how did you not read Romans 8? Yeah. It's such a popular verse in the Bible. Um, things like that. And, and it's, it's just people come sometimes to churches and to other people, to people who they consider leaders. And they, they listen to what they say, but they don't really get to do with the author of the book. They don't really read the book and they don't really know who the author of the book is. And that's, that's where I see the most of the the problems come in. It's because yeah. people come to get repaired and instead of really getting to know this one we call Jesus and what he's done. And it's, it's damaging because then it puts pressure on a leader, on yeah. someone that stands up there. And man, it's not necessarily um, it's not necessarily a good thing because they have agendas as well. Um, uh, I mean, there's, there's some churches they in America, that they have, uh, they have court cases because these people have stolen millions of dollars from congregations, just out of greed, not to further the gospel. They, they it's just out of greed. It's just, uh, and that, that's the, the bad thing because those people are open to deception because they don't know the author of the book. They don't know the book itself, and they don't know the author of the book, and that's why people perish, man. That's why. Uh, you find so much death in a place that's supposed to preach life. Because we, we can bring that back, you know, to, you know, having a relevant conversation. Because now that person, you know, doesn't read the Bible, or, you know, but doesn't know enough, but their beliefs is in it, and then they get challenged on it. So what do they have to actually... They have no foundation. They have no foundation to stand. So now they 
they lose and they get angry and they sure. then and then they fight and gain nothing is gained. Uh, but but even worse than that, they stop they stop yeah. believing because yeah. they, they there's there's no firm foundation. Yeah. It's not knowing the the author of the book. Yeah. Uh, look, he wants to argue about the Bible. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's no there's no value in it. Yeah. But the, the thing comes in if if you get challenged from outside and you've got nothing yeah. in then. Number one, the question is, why are you there? Yeah. <laughs> and number two is, what do you believe? Who are you? Yeah. And what are you going to do with your life? Yeah. You know? And is this the yield that you chose to die? Yeah. Is this is this something for you? Or is it just something that yeah. makes you feel good on a Sunday? And, yo, man, it's, it's sad. I've, I've met many people that, that it's intellectual property to them. It's not yeah. a person. It's, yeah. no, it's knowing verses. It's knowing it doesn't become real. It doesn't become a person. It doesn't become a walk. It doesn't. Hey man, if you if you can go a day without him, yeah, then you know yeah. it's not a relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I wanted to ask you something now. Um, it's a really good point of you saying if you can go day without him then there's no relationship what type of relationship is it if you can go a couple of days without even a single thought about that person you know? yeah i mean i um, yeah it's, it's difficult for me because i think I think of um, the people who matter to me, you know, all the time. Yeah. My, my heart's really uh, towards them, and, and like one of the best things yeah, that I get, like my biggest thrill of, is people succeeding. Yeah. Like, and lately there's been a couple of people like going through success and breakthrough, and it just really thrills my heart. And, and and you think of these people, right? and you, you think of like your friends yeah, and, and your family, and you. And like every now and then you call them, and you, but here's the thing, and it's just, this isn't someone you you call. It's someone that abides with you, and I, and I don't know. It's just, it's just completely changed my life from how I used to walk in ignorance into now walking with a person that I'm getting to know. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, no, I mean, this is this is the area I'm, you know, I'm growing in. I'm sure. I know we're getting, but like, growing, yeah, yeah, we're growing in it. But you see, the reason why we're growing in it is because it's because of knowledge. You know, because we're hungry for knowledge. We're hungry for that relationship. Um, so when we do have these moments um, of conversation, we can actually have that conversation and put value into people's lives and not let it become a fight. And you know, this character, you know, that's where it's still stretching us. And because I'm finding that conversations about religion, about my faith, is one of the it's really one of the hardest conversations to have because of a lot of people and the, and the like the iron first view, uh, viewpoint yeah. that they have, you know, and to kind of see if, you know, you can't maybe break, I want to say break, but, but too strong a word maybe, but maybe just to make, understand a bit more and, you know, to make, you know, just to understand a bit more and understand where I'm coming from and not, not to be like, not to be like, I made this analogy, the other podcasts like, 
something. I don't want it to be a thing of I'm picking up a brick and throwing the knowledge in, into your head. You know, something like that. Taking stones, <laughs> like to just pour the stones. You know, I want to be able to. Be able to and the you know, conversation is comes from both ways, but you know, we're called to be atmosphere changers, isn't that? And from our point, to be able to develop in such a way that you know we can we can maybe not influence, but um, your influence, but also make it so that you know make it more understandable towards that person. And, Make it an environment where we can really have a conversation yeah. instead of just fighting all the time. See, see that's the thing. Is yeah. It's not productive. In, if it goes sideways, it's not productive yeah. at all. In, in fact, it's, uh, it becomes destructive. Because then, you must remember that the thing is powerful. Words are powerful. Like, I, I can say things that will make you hate me forever. Yeah. And, and that's the power. Of, yeah. of words, so it's, it's to learn how to restrain. Yeah. Here's the thing, um, and, I'll, and I'll draw this example because it's all that I have. Um, so, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I started training a couple of years ago. First time I went there, a guy, in, a 14 year old guy, I'm a grown man, I was 24, 25, and he totally, totally ruined me, bro. He, he came and he um, totally ruined it. After a while, you know, going back there again, you, your skills develop and you get used to um, that sort of thing. And then uh, it becomes natural to you. And then you find out that fighting is not productive. Even though you have the skills to fight really well, it's not productive. Because you're just destroying another end and having done that, destroy yourself. So, um, and that's the thing with debates. Is, uh, if you know what you stand for, you don't necessarily have to destroy another person yeah. to prove a point. Yeah. That's, that's the way to go, that's the way yeah, to go. So it must be the right yeah. intent. So for all you out there, I encourage you to, before getting into a debate or into an argument or discussion, have the right intentions to bring life and not death, to put it in those terms. because. Um, like we know, we know words are power, words are powerful. So encourage one another, bring out the best in one another, learn from it. And if it's not helpful, run away very, very fast. <laughs> but anyways, thank you all. JD, thank you so much for being on our show. Our first ever guest. It's such an honor. I know we've learned a lot. Awesome conversation. And so yeah, bye guys. We'll see you next time on Nimra's Notion. Any last words from you, Caleb? Stay frosty and keep your proxy. <laughs> Cheers, guys. So everyone, I would like to thank you for listening today. Um, if you do find us on Twitter, please engage with us. Let us know if. You know the conversations input into your life in any way um, let us know what you learn i do want to apologize that we were in a cafe in a coffee shop and it really got noisy there towards the end um, and at some stages so i just want to apologize for that um, as we don't have the means to get proper equipment and have a proper place to do it yet uh, we're just doing it on our phone at random locations so sometimes it could get a bit dodgy <laughs> But thank you guys for listening. 
and yeah thank you just for being part of numerous notions